Welcome to the Responsibly Different mini-series, exploring the different Be Locals around the United States and Canada. Be Locals are place-based communities of people that are using business as a force for good in their region. Be Locals are made up of people and businesses that are helping to transform the global economy to benefit all people, community, and the planet. Throughout this series, we will hear from different Be Local leaders in their community, and we will learn about the work they are doing and how others can get involved. Break down, it's all said truth, wearing shirts from 1982. Come on, I can show you too. In this episode, I will be talking with Kel Moody with Be Local PDX, which serves Oregon and Southwest Washington. Well, welcome to the show, Kel. We are so excited to have you back again with us, um, which is awesome. First you were with Ben and now you're with me. So we're just like, we're sharing Kel all around. (laughs) Um, Thanks. Just in case if people didn't listen to your episode with Ben, um, let's pretend nobody knows who you are. Give us a little bit of background. Who is Kel? Mm. Well, um, I was born and raised here in the Portland area. Uh, my family actually dates back to the Oregon Trail in 1847. They got here before Portland was even a full, full-blown city um, and were farmers. And I have about six generations of family that have been here on one side of my family and and several generations on a couple other sides. So I have deep roots as a white settler here, um, which is kind of an interesting tension that I'd say that I hold a lot. Um, I feel very deeply connected to this place and lived most of my life, um, actually all of my life in the Pacific Northwest. I've never left Oregon or Washington uh, for long-term living outside of my study abroad experience in Thailand for six months. Um, But outside of that, I've lived in the Pacific Northwest my whole life, and I love it here. Um, I feel kind of because of my history, I feel a pretty deep responsibility around repair with communities, indigenous communities particularly, that have experienced, you know, the violence that that white settlers imposed upon them generations ago and continuously. So um, I, I take that responsibility seriously and I intentionally hold that tension that exists and acknowledge it. Um, I've done work in a lot of different areas in my past and I've kind of had a, a winding and spiraling career, but I've been part of the B Corp community since 2016 is when I got my first job at a B Corp. I was actually a woodworker at the time. Cool. So I was building fine furniture um, and then transitioned into doing their commercial and wholesale sales um, and then eventually found myself in a B Corp consulting role. Um, because I was just so fascinated and in love with this community and the idea of it. Um, I've been on the Be Local PDX board since 2018, I believe. Maybe the end of 2018. Okay. Uh, and uh, I've just kind of never looked back from mm. this community. I've really just been very 
involved and very absorbed in it um, and committed a lot of time to this community. And I, it's, you know, paid back in, you know, all sorts of different reciprocal ways, mm. uh, tenfold at least, um, yeah. just the value of relationships. And I never would be where I am without this community. So started Alluvium Gatherings a little less than a year ago. Um, so just kind of getting things off the ground and uh, it's been really exciting, but mm. I really love doing events. I love getting people together, gathering. I love the idea of seeing people connect and feel a sense of belonging and feel mm-hmm. a sense of inspiration and motivation. I think that events are a really good way to get people feeling excited and, and feeling hopeful and optimistic. Um, mm-hmm. so I really enjoy doing community building and movement building kinds of events uh, that really kind of focus on social and environmental justice spaces. And that's the whole purpose of your business now, correct? You are doing events. And if I'm not wrong, one of your more recent events was actually in partnership with Be Local PDX, where you organize the BLD, correct? I actually was not a big part of Build this year. Yeah. Oh, no. <laughs> it's a rare thing for me not to do. Oh, uh, okay. But I, um, yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm the board chair now. So, like, the board chair typically hasn't been super involved in the build uh, planning team. I was definitely, like, you know, tangentially involved. But it was mostly led by Wes, our okay. director, and he did a phenomenal job. Although I will say, uh, I don't know that it's fair to ask him to do that every year because it's so consuming. So who knows? Maybe I'll be involved more next year. Um, okay. In a different capacity, more okay. gatherings, but yeah. All right. So you touched on so many things in your story that I want to kind of, I want to go back to a few of them and say, so you first were introduced to the B Corp community through a woodworking job. And just because I also was introduced to the B Corp community through my first job at a B Corp, but I didn't go to the company knowing about B Corps. So I, I want to ask you, like, did you get, did you take that job with the woodworking company because they were a B Corp or was that something that like you learned as you started working with them? Like, what was that like? I knew about B Corps before I, it was a factor. Um, okay. so my career before that, I'd spent years as a tour guide. I was doing food tours in Portland and I would do city tours and I did like winery and brewery tours. I loved that, but it was such a seasonal job that I like could not make it work full time year mm-hmm. round. Um, and then I found myself in the coffee industry. I was working for a really high end coffee roaster doing their kind of account management for their wholesale accounts. And at the time I was like, this isn't what I want to be doing. <laughs> and I was like, what I really want to do is build furniture, build stuff. Cause I'd grown up doing that with my dad and I was, you know, taking some classes and trying to find ways to kind of inc- grow my skill set around that. Uh, and it, there just happened to be an apprenticeship at the joinery, which is a B Corp, uh, in Portland. They've been a, a small, um, very high end woodworking business, I think for 30 plus years at this point. Um, but they've, they've been a B Corp, I think since like 2010. Um, oh, wow. And when the opportunity came up to 
to do that job, I was like, wow, this is perfectly aligned. It's a B Corp and I get to do this cool thing that I've been wanting to try out. Um, I first learned about B Corps from one of our local grocers. Uh, it's a, it's called New Seasons and they are kind of like a, a better and a smaller family kind of vibe um, mm-hmm. at Whole Foods. But it's like a, it's like a natural okay. culture. Um, they are very, like, they have a lot of local foods. They do a lot of fun stuff. Um, a lot of great partnerships that they have with local makers and food producers. Uh, and I remember getting, like, they have the, the bee on their, their paper bags. Mm-hmm. And I remember seeing that, at, like, probably in 2012. And I was like, what is that? Like, what is a bee? And I remember Googling it and finding out. And I, at that point, was like, I need to work for a B Corp. This makes mm. so much sense. So uh, it took me a few years, but I got there. Cool. And we're so happy that you did eventually get there. <laughs> and, and and now you're in the community with us. We love this. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so I want to dig in a little bit before we dive into the B Local work, which I understand you've devoted a lot of your life to that as well. But you're a brand new business owner. And I just want to like, first of all, say congratulations. Like that is a huge deal. So good on you. But I'm like, let's talk about your business for a second here. Like, who do you serve? What's your ideal client? What are you doing? (laughs) Yeah. Well, you know, I've I've been doing similar work to what I'm doing with Alluvium Gatherings. So like community event planning and production for the past four plus years. Uh, I did a lot of events on the board with Be Local PDX, and that's kind of part of what got me to dive deeper into this space. But uh, I think, you know, this year I've done a lot of exploration of kind of trying to learn, do a lot of relationship development and kind of trying to learn how to refine what I'm doing in different ways that kind of lean into the spaces that I want to lean into and the, the roles that I want to be leaning into. So what am I doing right now? I'm, I'm really into like content development, um, really into content design for events. Um, I'm doing some work with B-Lab for Champions Retreat in 2024, cool. which is super exciting. I'm loving that. Um, it's been really great to kind of work with all the different stakeholders involved in that and get different input and, you know, have... So, like so much familiarity with the community and and mm-hmm. the vision and all that it's been really it's been really nice um cool. and also you know really like to do general community building and movement building events with nonprofits or individuals even um com- or communities and social enterprises uh, i've done a lot of stuff in the past around like salmon wild salmon preservation mm-hmm and working with indigenous communities kind of up and down the West coast. Um, and I'm, I'm kind of interested in leaning a bit more into the LGBTQIA plus community uh, as, you know, a trans non-binary masculine of center person. Um, mm-hmm. And being in the time that we're in politically now, I feel a pretty deep desire to support that community and use my skills in a way that are going to provide more safety and, and, stability and access to care and all sorts of things for the trans community, especially right now. Um, Mm. 
been a, a rough couple of years for the trans community as, as far as like political action has gone. So uh, definitely want to find ways to lean into that. And, you know, I've been doing a lot of work kind of all over Alaska, BC, Washington, Oregon. Okay. And I really want to kind of do a lot of local work now. I'm like, I want to lean into the community around here. Um, I'm still, I still love traveling because it's so much fun. <laughs> so for, for the right events, I would absolutely be going around, you know, wherever is needed. But um, yeah. I really like the idea of leaning into my own home community. Yeah. Yeah. I, oh, I can appreciate everything that you just said. But I'm like, as you're talking, I'm like, wow, okay, how do, can I get Kel to work with Deergo Collective on an event? And I'm like, crap, Kel doesn't want to come to the East Coast. And then I'm like, okay, I'll settle for Kel's work when I come to Champions Retreat. Yeah, I mean, I'm not opposed to going to the East Coast. Okay, the right great. Path. For an alliance, you know, for a B Corp thing, absolutely. All right, yeah. great. We'll, uh, we'll, we'll keep that in mind. Um, <laughs> All right, great. So let's dive into your work with Be Local. Um, kind of as you mentioned, you've been with Be Local PDX for almost four years, and I'm wondering, almost five, yeah, almost five. There you yeah. go. There, there's my math playing, yeah. uh, playing tricks on me. <laughs> <laughs> almost five years. So, I guess, like, what is your role now? Where did it start? Has it changed, or have you always been chair of the board? And like, and walk me through what, what that work kind of has looked like. Yeah. So I joined the board at the end of 2018 uh, as the events chair. Um, and fitting. I know, right. Um, I ran the like kind of three main annual events that we do during the year, which is uh, Be Bash, which is our annual party uh, celebration. We have Day of Service, which was new in 2019, which is a day that we provide you know, a couple dozen volunteer opportunities for people to sign up for. And then we do a party afterwards. So it's a way to kind of utilize people's paid volunteer time. Mm-hmm. Uh, that makes it super easy and, and also an opportunity to kind of build community and relationships with nonprofits uh, and then build. Um, that said, going starting in 2020, we actually started hiring uh, an outside contractor to do build and mm-hmm. uh, myself and Karen Lichtig, who uh, was on the board of Be Local PDX and now works for B-Lab, um, we ran the 2020 builds. Um, and then in 2021, wait, what year is it? 20, so 2022 and 2023 have been my years as board chair. Okay. And the way that we have the board set up is there's there's pretty pretty specific succession planning and so the board um the board chair only serves two years and then steps down Mm -hmm. and so we currently have an incoming board chair and vice chair that i'm working with um to kind of pass things off so Mm -hmm. at the end of this year i will step off of the 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 b local pdx board which is really hard to imagine to be honest i want to stay there for a second because with the time that I spent on the Be Local Boston board, something that you just said was like, would have been really great for the Be Local Boston board to know. So I'm wondering if there's boards out there, whether they're Be Local boards or just nonprofit boards, you have a succession plan. So mm-hmm. I want to dig into that in the sense of if if your chair is leaving, which every two years you get a new chair, 
you identify the vice chair and the new chair before the old chair can leave. And I guess like the point of my question is like, what happens if a vice chair or a chair doesn't like identify themselves? And like, what does the board then do? Like, are you open call recruiting or does it have to be somebody already on the board? What does that look like? Yeah. So we have a max of overall for any board member, you cannot serve more than six consecutive years. And is that actually an issue for you all? Like, are people trying to serve for more than six years? Well, issue. I wouldn't say it's an issue, but I think there are people that would have served longer. Hmm. Yeah. Fascinating. You all have some strong volunteers. Not always, <laughs> but there are a few. Okay. Um, and uh, and we've a lot of board members. I mean, we have two year terms at a time, so you mm-hmm. you commit two years when you come on the board. At that point, you know, you're kind of just on the board until you want to roll off at that, you know, before those six years. So we're not necessarily like, you know, okay, you, your two years are up. We need to, you know, re, you know, assess whether you want to stay or not. But it's, so it's, it's kind of just like each year people are like individually, yes, I'm going to stay on or not. Um, okay. We ask people to commit to two years at a time. Okay. Uh, and then with the chair's position, the chair is always coming from within the board itself. And we select the we chair elect. Um, the vice chair position is actually going to be a new position as of next year. So that's something that we're, we just created. So there's each year, there's going to be a, a chair elect and a vice chair elect that, that comes on in the following mm-hmm. year. The way that we're now going forward with it is that the vice chair is getting, is theoretically, as long as they choose to stay moving into the, the mm. chair after their two years as vice chair hmm. so <laughs> this is like now a little bit complicated but i'm following chair and chair actually shadow for an entire year as uh they're they're playing their other roles in the yeah. board. so it's um it's it's a really it's been really successful honestly yeah way of like offload off or kind of handing off shadowing being able to you know share you know how things run and by that time you know they've already served at least two years on the board right if they're coming into the board chair position and they have a pretty good idea of what's going on yeah i would say um one of my next questions was going to be what do you think that your b local does really well and i would say from an outside seat looking in it it sounds like you all do the re I don't want to say recruiting because it's not recruiting, but like structure of the board and filling in the board roles really well. That sounds like a very strong plan. And it sounds like that plan is working for you all. Yeah, we've done. I mean, we have never had an issue with interest in board roles. Mm. Um, We're actually starting recruitment for 2024 this month. Uh, we decided to, we used to do recruitment for the following year in like October and have selections made by like the end of November and then just have people start right away. Mm-hmm. This year we're starting it early because we want to create, the, we want the last quarter of the year to have opportunities for shadowing because it mm-hmm. just, 
we realized that when we brought new members, board members in, it took them sometimes like a quarter or maybe two to really kind of get their toes wet and really understand what we did and how we did it. And so we just realized that there was so much catch up and, and kind of onboarding that was happening that it just, it really limited our ability to move things forward quickly. So we're going to start uh, recruitment now and then have our new board positions, which I think there's going to be five or six uh, new board members coming in 2024. Mm-hmm. They're all going to be shadowing the last part of the year. So they'll come to a board meeting. They'll maybe sit on some sub com- committee meetings Um we have a board of 13 people, which is huge. Um, but, you know, our recruitment will probably get, you know, 20 different board applicants. Um, you know, I would say is pretty common in the past of getting okay. like you know, between 10 and 10 and 20, sometimes a few more than that wow. applying to be on the board. So that makes me think that your board is doing a really good job of growing the community and like gaining the support of the community. So I guess I want to kind of ask you, like from your perspective, what does the community feel like in the Pacific North Northwest? Like, do you think that you're all this like super tight knit group? Is it only in Portland where you all hang or is there, are there subsets of like, forgive my lack of knowledge of the Pacific Northwest, but like, is it, is it state based like community groups or is it like Pacific Northwest, your home, your family, we drive five hours to see each other. Like, what is that community like? Our, the B local PDX community is pretty Portland based. I would say we, there also is um, the Washington B Corp collective, which is fairly new, but they're kind of getting up and running, which is exciting to, to be able to partner with them on some things. Um, we do have some folks come down from Seattle or various parts of Washington to some of our events, especially mm-hmm. Build. Um, there's also a fair amount of, well, a handful of B Corps in Eugene, which is a couple hours south of here. And then Bend, um, which is kind of on the other side of the mountains from us. It's about three hours Um from Portland. Uh, and so we, there, there's some statewide representation, um, but it's predominantly Portland based mm-hmm. or part Portland, Vancouver suburbs of Portland, Portland metro area, I would yeah. say based is the community, but there's 150 B Corps. Um, mm, yep. so there's a good amount of B Corps and it, we've had, you know, we've been doing builds since 2017 and they've been pretty good size events, um, you know, hundred plus, you know, from the kit go get go. And now we're looking at more, you know, between two and 300, mm-hmm. uh, right before the pandemic hit, we had a 400 person build almost. Wow. Um, so, you know, we have a, a pretty engaged community and it does feel really, um, welcome and open and really supportive, uh, I, the way I describe it is everybody just wants to see each other succeed. And so there's a lot of mutual support and willingness to make connections and willingness to, to, you know, be like, okay, well, I'm going to find the B Corp that does the service that I need. So I'm mm-hmm. going to you know, use this community. Um, yeah, I think that's 
it's been really lovely to see it develop and it's obviously evolved over time. Right. Mm -hmm. I mean, there's new, new energy, fresh energy with the new B Corps coming in. And there's also the, the folks that have been around for, you know, eight plus years. Right. right. Would you say that, um, the B local is everybody's like hub for collaboration and partnerships? Or do you think that, I mean, with 150 B Corps, that's wild. Like, I think I love, I love Maine. I personally live in New Hampshire, but I feel like Maine's always like toting that they have so many B Corps and it's like, I think they only have 30. So it's wild to think that you have 150 like right in Portland, but. It's like uh, Oregon and Southwest Washington, is it? Right, right. With the 150 B Corp companies, do you feel like there's good avenues where they just reach out straight to each other? Do you think that they all kind of like centralize, like is your B local, the hub of them all like collaborating and connecting? Um, I think it's a both. Okay. I think that B local is definitely a hub and we do try, uh, we do intentionally create opportunities to try to allow for companies to connect with each other and, and be able to collaborate. Mm. Um, but I, I've definitely, I know that there's relationships that maybe originally were formed through be local, but are now independent of be local with, mm-hmm. within work. So mm-hmm. there's a lot of connections that have been made that have just been maintained on an individual basis. Um, but there's still a lot of them, you know, are rooted in, in the connections made through be local. Yeah. Um, okay. So then to kind of do the exact opposite of what we've been talking about, I'm wondering like what have been maybe some challenges or struggles for your community that the board is like really working to bring the community together to like try to face them together and create solutions together. Yeah. I mean, you know, being the board chair through the pandemic was really challenging. Uh, you know, I think it was hard to maintain engagement because there was so much going on for people. And on some level, I'm kind of like, I don't, we couldn't have expected anything other than that. Um, but there was some good support shown through it. And I think it was, I think we're at this point where we're kind of shifting what our expectations are around event engagement i think you know as much as our events people seem to find our events you know through feedback that we get seem to find them really valuable and worthwhile the attendance is still not where it was um and i think there's just a general shift in people's priorities um you know i think that people are really getting burnt out from virtual events so we're kind of leaning away from from doing more of that but we also, you know, are seeing less attendance in our in-person events. And I think that's partially because people are just being really judicious about where they are choosing to spend their time. And I actually totally think that's great. I think, you know, maybe we just need to shift our, what does success look like from, you know, max number of people to just the quality of, of the event itself and the quality of the engagement. Because I think we are getting really strong quality engagement. We are mm-hmm. having really meaningful um, events. And it's been, I think, you know, 
just a different way of looking at success. Um, mm-hmm. The other challenge that we've experienced that I think a lot of the B Corp community experiences is just like trying to make sure that our community is is representative of, of the diverse voices that exist in, in the business world. I mean, there's always more diversity that's needed and Portland in general is not uh, well known for its racial diversity in this city. You know, it's, it's, it is absolutely one of the whitest urban cities in the country. Um, And that's something that Portland and Oregon as a state on a whole has, you know, been challenged with for a long time. And that's deeply rooted in Oregon's history um, it was, you know, basically illegal to be black in Oregon for quite some time. Um, mm-hmm. There's lots of, of, you know, no, we're not a, a state from the South that has, you know, you know, the, like the history of that level of like slavery and Confederacy, but we have really, really tarnished and, and horrific, um, past around racism in Oregon. Uh, And I think that's something that, you know, we really need to be intentional about creating a space that, that feels open, but it often feels like this chicken or the egg thing. You know, you can't create a space that's welcoming to people of color uh, if you don't have people of color there. Right. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So there's a lot of work that's, that, you know, we've done and working with, uh, some consultants who are part of our B community. Um, we've, we've created, you know, we've had a BIPOC happy hour that was actually quite successful. Um, I think our build this year, I don't have the stats on me, but it's, it felt way more diverse than any other event that we've had in, in the past. So it's, it's a slow incremental process, but it's something that we're really committed to. And um, that also includes like representation on our board, um, you know, our, our next, <clears throat> we're, you know, as a non-binary trans mask of center person, like I, um, being in, being representing the trans community as a leader in this community feels really important. Um, our next board member is a woman of color or, or excuse me, incoming board chair, um, is a woman of color. And I think, you know, she's individually has been a huge kind of leader in, doing work in uh, and around representation and, and Jedi work in general. So I feel really confident that she will maintain the focus on, on increasing diversity and representation in our community. And, uh, and I know that that will be kind of an ongoing effort. Mm. Wonderful. I, I really appreciate everything that you just said, but, that focus is so important. And I would say similarly, um, some of the New England states that Deergo Collective is involved in also is focusing heavily on adding some diversification to our events, but also, yeah, like you said, we have to, we have to make space for everybody to feel welcome at our events, but also everybody can't feel welcome if they're not there. So yeah, working on that. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. So to close us out here, um, your time on the board is coming to a close. And I'm just wondering that as you look back and you reflect on your five years, 
of being involved on the board in some capacity. What are the moments that you're going to cherish? What are the moments that you're going to um, hold on to that helped you grow as an individual? What What does your future in the B Corp space look like if you're not on the board? Um, are you going to stay involved? No pressure, but you know, <laughs> um, all those things where I'm, I'm curious to just hear, um, how do you reflect on the time that you spent with the B Corp community? Um, well, I'm not going anywhere. That's for sure. That's um, awesome. <laughs> but I, I am so grateful for the time that I've been on the B local PDX board. I've gotten so much out of it. Um, so many relationships and so many connections and, and just a lot of encouragement. And I, I don't think that I would have had the, the courage to start a business without this community standing beside me. Um, I really feel like, like I said, I just feel like everybody wants to see each other succeed and that level of support and that kind of camaraderie that has existed in this community is absolutely everything. I, I think it's so important to have that as a, as a business owner and entrepreneur. And I think, you know, I've seen other people do it and been encouraged by those people. And, you know, that is, I really would not be where I am without this community at all. Um, I've gotten so much confidence in myself, so much encouragement, so much um, just a mental and emotional support. It's just, it's huge. Um, I don't think there's necessarily like one or two even moments that I could describe because it's really been um, just all of the, the kind of the general vibe of it all. Yeah. <laughs> Great. And I, I mean, I think, you know, being able to put on some really amazing, big successful events has been very rewarding um, and, and really led me to what I'm doing today. Um, I looking forward, I'm excited to get involved in the be proud network, which is the LGBTQ plus kind of, uh, action network that we're forming, um, for the, the whole be local U S and Canada community. Um, I also, um, you know, potentially exploring being a be local advisor for the Western region. Um, so I can still kind of support other be local leaders and yeah, I mean, within this community, I'll definitely be, you know, at the events and maybe helping organize some of them. And, you know, I think it'll be a very, uh, I'll still be very much engaged. Yeah. Oh, I as, love that. As many of the past chairs are still very engaged and past board members. We have quite a few folks who have, you know, sure they're off the board, but they're still around and still really engaged. Hmm. That's pretty special and unique. So um, I'm very, I'm super happy to hear that you cherished your time. I love hearing that you are staying involved. Um, I'm excited to see how your work shows up in the B Corp community across the whole um, US and Canada region, because obviously I'm not super local to you, but um, seeing your work at Champions Retreat will be awesome. And I will be following along closely with the Be Proud group. So excited mm -hmm. to see that, see that group forming and that work coming together. Um, Kel, is there anything else that you want to add before we close out the episode? Hmm. 
I don't know. I think, you know, there is this uh, perception that there's some sort of like special sauce that, that the Portland community has. And I often think about that, you know, when engaging with a bunch of other be locals, there is this like uniqueness uh, that Portland somehow has, has kind of captured uh, some magic and I, I really hope that there's ways that that can spread across the U.S. and Canada. I think, you know, we do have some some just like logistical and geographical benefits in the sense that we have this really concentrated community. And it's Portland is a, a city that's fairly easy to get from A to B and, you know, get across the city is, is not, you know, extremely challenging as it is in, in, for example, like the Bay area or something. Um, but, uh, I really think that that can be captured and, and shared and, and, you know, I, I just think that there's a lot of systems that, you know, we've developed and have been developed before even my time here that are really, uh, functioning pretty well and have evolved as they have needed to. Um, so yeah, I think there's, there's really a lot to to be gained and to learn from some of the things that we've done uh, and many of the things that I had nothing to do with. But um, it's it's cool to kind of see the the kind of revitalization of this community post post pandemic. Awesome. Well, I hope other people can also gain their their little special sauce that makes them unique as well. So mm-hmm. very well put. <laughs> Absolutely. Well, thank you, Cal, so much for your time today. Yeah, thank you. It was fun, fun to chat.